2022, I was running running my own office with, you know, 2.3 million pounds worth of inventory and family. So failing wasn't an option then? <clears throat> you didn't want to come across as a failure? And I started a business and the business that I started was, was uh, landscaping. You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business. Hi, and welcome to the Source Property Podcast. I'm Emma Coulter. You might remember me from many moons ago when I used to help with the podcast as producer M. Um, I have come on today to help uh, out and to interview Chris Kirkwood. Um, you may have seen Chris in many bits of content that we put out there, whether it's videos, uh, social posts, uh, and on the podcast as well. So today I'm going to be interviewing Chris and we're going to delve deeper into what Chris's story is all about in property. So, Chris, <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. And what a pleasure it is to be on this side of the microphone. So thanks very much, Emma, for uh, for jumping in. It would have been quite hard for me to interview myself. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so much less stressful on this side. You don't have to think about what the next question is, why you're listening to the person. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm a little stressed. Usually I'm yeah. behind the camera or behind the uh, the microphone. <laughs> I've done no Not preparation. The no preparation for this whatsoever. This is amazing. So loving it so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Chris Kirkwood. I am the franchise director at Sourced. Um, basically property-based. We do lots and lots of different things in property, as you probably know already. Um, but I guess the purpose of this podcast is how did I get here yeah so why, why did you become interested in property what where did you start what what kind of in fact before that let's go back to you what what oh, what man. were you like as a little boy <laughs> wow <laughs> what did you <laughs> is this an interview you... or is this therapy <laughs> i think it would be good to get to know you as a person how you like where you where you lived where you were brought up have you um and then you know let's Let's work it back. And at that point, everybody's stopped the podcast and has gone on to something far more interesting. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Well, I'll give you a, a really brief uh, overview of that. Bog standard. Absolutely bog standard. Like upbringing, um, bog standard. At school, was all right. Didn't do, didn't do brilliantly. Always really liked sports. Went through the university route because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. What did, did you do at university? Did biology at university. Oh. And the only thing that I left university knowing for sure was that I never wanted to do biology ever again. <laughs> um, I was always really interested in run, running businesses. So I went onto a, a graduation, a graduate scre- uh, scheme, which was like fast track into business management. Um, did that for a few years, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the responsibility of it. At the age of like 22, I was running running my own office with you know 2.3 million pounds worth of inventory and a turnover of something like 4 million quid. So for that age, you know, I was, I was, it was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, but I was working 60 or 70 hours a week and that didn't really fit in with my model of what I wanted my life to be. So at that point I um, handed in my notice without any plan B whatsoever. And I uh, moved to France and I worked for my, for a France, France. Yeah. Yeah. I say France for it's, those up now. It's just just south of the channel. Um, yeah, so I went to France and um, I worked on canal barges for a company that was owned that is owned by my aunt and uncle. And touring around France, showing American passengers um, 
like the the scenery and, and helping them like enjoy their holidays. Did that for a couple of years, saved up loads of money, spent it on holidays because that's what you did in that kind of seasonal work. So did loads of travel, loads of backpacking. That's um, where you met Beth, isn't that's it? That's where I met my wife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in France. In France. Um, yes, yeah, she was the chef on the boat and I was the, I was the, the deckhand, the matelot uh, at the front of the boat. And then we came back to England and uh, after a couple of years, moved to London, um, didn't really do anything, just didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to build something. I knew I wanted to, and at this point, you know, I've always been interested in property, but I mean, I didn't have, I didn't understand that I had the wherewithal to do anything in property. So property's always been at the back of my mind, but at that point, didn't know what I wanted to do. So I built a couple of, I started from absolutely nothing at that point, nothing at all. And I built up, um, we, we moved up north because it was cheaper and Beth is from um, Cheshire. So we moved up there because, you know, it was really nice. And I started a business and the business that I started was was uh, landscaping. Mm. And the reason that I did that was because I needed very little money to get into it. And I was always quite handy with, with um, doing stuff when I was... Uh, when I was in France and working on the boats and all that sort of, uh, you know, manual, manualist labour. You mean you can come round and help me with my garden? Can I help? <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't know that. Can't remember a thing now. <laughs> but I started that business, and I started that business primarily to scale it. Not only did I not need much money to get into it, but I knew I could scale it really quickly. So the purpose of that was generate as much cash flow as I could and scale it so that other people were doing the work and I was I was running that business. So I did that and I, I ran that business for about for about eight or nine years. And after one year, I wasn't doing any of the manual stuff. So mm. it was all other people doing all the manual stuff. So from that point on, from year two, I was generating enough profit to look after myself. From year three of running that business, I was generating enough profit to, to for me to take, to step away from it and start to create a pot of money. Yeah. And that pot of money grew and grew and grew and grew. And I got to the position where right now I can do something in property. And I knew nothing about property. I should have been learning all of that time. I should have been learning about strategies and about structures and about finance and about contracts, but I didn't, I didn't do anything. And so the first property that I ever bought was £67,000, Kingsford, Kingsford Avenue, I think it was, on, in Salford. And why Is did I- Is this your first investment property? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I buy that property? Because it was there. Really, I, the due diligence and all that kind of stuff, I really didn't, didn't do. It was there and it was cheap. And that's all I did. And I rented it out. And I rented it out to a uh, housing association tenant. Uh, LHA tenant and um, made made some money from it. I then bought another one, exactly the same. This one needed a little refurbishment, so I was getting brave now. I needed to like take so some. So you weren't doing off. the numbers on it as such. No, no. And did you did did you was you successful? Did you make money on them? Well, after I had a couple, um, and I say this to our franchisees all the time. After I had a couple of these properties, I um. Looked at the bank account because I had a separate bank account for all the property stuff, and I looked at the bank account and I was like, "What is going on? There's no money in it." You know, like I was making a hundred pounds a month from these properties, and you think, especially in England or in the UK, you, property is the thing that you hear so many success stories about. So many people making so much money for property, 
and I was part of that. I was part of that group, and I was making a hundred pounds a month, and it just like, what the hell is going wrong? What am I doing wrong? How, I've put so much money into this, so much time into this. You know, we've done the refurbishment ourselves, and I'm just not making the money. Why am I? What? what where's it going wrong? And so my my attitude has always been to take responsibility for everything that you're involved in. So I started to look around and I started to teach myself about all the different ways that you could structure deals, all the different ways that you could um, uh, uh, do deals differently, you know, with different strategies and different um, different finance How options. How did you do that? How did you learn? Did they have the internet back then? When... Oh, you. <laughs> you. Yeah, they did. They did have the internet, yeah. Yeah, although, yeah, I'm not going to tell that story because that makes me sound really old. But yeah, they did have the internet. So I started learning and I... I, I I um, st just started watching stuff on YouTube and I just started um, talking to people. And it's all about the different the different people that you talk to. And for me, it wasn't just, at that point, um, estate agents knew far more than I did about property. So that's where I started. Yeah. Go and talk to estate agents. And they, they, they would mention things and they would say things that they'd heard other people do. And they'd, they'd mention like lease option and they'd mention something else and something else. And you, you'd take that snippet and then you'd go and Google that and then you'd start to learn about it and then you'd follow people and then you'd go to networking events and you'd talk to different people and you'd see somebody that had done some lease option deals and then you'd go and talk to them and you'd see somebody that was doing rent to rent and then you'd go and talk to them and and learn about it. Um, and because of that and because of that education at that point, um, I thought, well, what the strategy that I'm currently using, which is basically buy to let, isn't serving me. I need to do something else. And what do I really want to get out of this? Because the, the the my main business was running in the background and creating my cash flow and giving me money all the time. Um, and I thought, well, if I can replace that cash flow with cash flow from property that requires less of my input, then that's going to be a benefit to me. That means I can go into property full time. And so that's when I came up with my first actual proper strategy. And that strategy was rent to rent HMO. And at the time there was really nobody, nobody doing it. There was one, there was really one person actually, to be fair. And uh, she'd written a book about it. Her name was uh, Jackie Edwards. And um, I got that book, just just the one book. What's no, the book called? Uh, I think rent to rent success or something like that. I can't remember. It's green, got green writing on it. Um, and I read that book and I've got, I still got the book. And I've got loads of little stickers. You know those stickers you can get when you're reading a book and you make a note mm. and you stick it in and it, it like just um, comes out the side a little bit with a little yeah. colour thing. There's probably, it's not a thick book. It's maybe 90, 100 pages long and it's probably got 200 of these little stickers in because mm. I, I read it maybe two or three times to make sure that I understood it. And it's, look, we do rent to rent training here at Sourced. That, that, that book is quite vague and quite, well without being rude it's quite flawed in a lot of areas and um, I, I got that book and I read it and then I just went out and did it and I started talking to people and I started uh, coming up with my own marketing strategies and I started talking to estate agents and I I, I started rent to rent I suppose I started be to become a rent to renter and at that point I um, tried to come up with the best way possible of getting rent to rent deals on board and I didn't get a single deal on board for 12 months after I tried it because I just got it wrong I was trying to explain the wrong things to estate agents I was trying or letting agents I was trying to um, convince the wrong people I was describing it the wrong way 
you know, like I said, I take everything, everything's my responsibility. But the way that my brain works is, it's my responsibility, it's not working, so I have to think of a way to fix it. So one of the, one of the questions that I always ask our franchisees in, in training is, what else can I do? So I was constantly asking myself that question. This strategy isn't, for, isn't working for me, so what else can I do? And I, I just experimented with loads of different ways of talking to estate agents and um, going, on, going on viewings and doing the numbers, because at this point I was doing the numbers. Now yeah. I've grown up a little bit, I've <laughs> become a little bit more sensible. I'm doing the numbers now, and um, I, know, I knew the numbers worked and the cash flow was amazing, but I just couldn't get past the estate agents. So after 12 months of getting it wrong and you know having doors slammed in my face and having phones put down on me and being told that I was um, what I was doing was illegal, all of that stuff, or believe me, we do it in the training. Any objection that anybody can think of for, to, for rent to rent or any estate agent letting agent objection, I get franchisees to ask me because really I've, I've heard all of them and there's always a way that you can um, get around it or you can explain it differently to make yeah. it more palatable to the person that's opposite you. So after 12 months, I had the way to do it. I had exactly, I found the most efficient way to convince the estate agents that what we were doing was a benefit to them or was a benefit to everybody involved. And I was getting past them and I was getting to the, uh, the property owners and I was able to convince the property owners at that point. And if the estate agent said no, then we just went direct to vendor. So we had a, a really good structure built and it, I had a personal assistant. She came in a, uh, on a Wednesday morning for five hours. She managed all my sourcing. So I scaled it pretty quickly. And then uh, even though I wasn't getting any success, I knew it was gonna be successful. And then after 12 months. What, what made you know? What, and what kept you going for 12 months? It's a really good question. And it's something that I ask myself all the time and I've got no <laughs> idea. I've got no idea. I just just belief. Yeah, it really was. It was just belief. I knew that this structure was legal. I knew that this structure worked. I could see that there was a demand for it. I could see that there was a good exit and I could see that there was cash flow to be made from it. And I didn't need anything else. I yeah. just knew that it was going to work. So um Yeah, what, so What did Beth say to you during that time? I mean, did she think you're off you know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but at that point we didn't have we didn't have kids, um, so it was well, it was an, another way to keep me out of the house and keep me out <laughs> of her hair, which she was probably quite grateful for. Um, but yeah, I was I was working, you know, keeping the the main business going, and then I was doing all the property stuff. So I was working, you know, two 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 jobs basically, and I was driven driven as all hell to get this property stuff to work. And after a point, you know, after maybe three or four months of doing the rent to rent stuff you, you've then got so much of your own time invested into this you want to make sure that it works because yeah you've told everyone and one of the first things that we talk about on um um uh, when we bring on new franchisees is that you've got to tell everybody in your existing network that you're in property now and i did exactly that i did exactly the same thing so everybody knew that i was in property so every time i went to a a family dinner or talk to anybody in my family. So failing wasn't an option then? Mm -mm. You didn't want to come across as a failure to everyone? No, no. And and I have absolutely no doubt that a lot of people that I spoke spoke to regularly thought I was wasting my time. Wasting my time. And it was, you know, that's absolutely fine. They can think, they can think what they want. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But in my head, it wasn't an option. So after 12 months, we started to get some traction. We had a system. It worked. The system because we put so much time and effort into it, the system was efficient. 
It was brilliant and it still is brilliant and that's exactly what we teach our franchisees, exactly that system. Now I started to talk to people and in the next six months, I took on six properties. Each one of those properties cash flowed more than a thousand pounds per month. And the occupancy in the entire time, well, let's take off the first month. If you take off the occupancy in the first month that I took on those properties, the occupancy for the rest of the time that I had those HMOs was 100%. Because we'd done our figures and we knew the demand was there, because we'd created a product that we knew the demand was there, because we double check with a, the, the, the way that we check demand is, is by being very specific with the type of room that we're gonna create for HMOs. So we'd done all of that double checking, we knew that the demand was there. So all we had to do was build relationships with local businesses to make sure that they were sending us leads for, for those properties and the demand was there. And we took on six properties in the next six months and that was over 6,000 pounds worth of cash flow, which was more money than I was taking out of the other business. So at that point, I had this cash flow and that was gonna take care of me for the next five years, so long as I kept putting time and effort into the rent to rent properties. We had the properties that were fairly successful in Salford. Um, and so I took that business and I sold that business onto um, a, a, a local company, um, the, the landscaping business. Oh, okay. We sold that landscaping business onto another company because I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I was ex really, really excited by property stuff. So I did that, generated quite a lot of cash from selling that business because it was a very profitable, nice, large business and um, took that property and put it all, took that money from selling that business and put it all into property. Now at this point, having educated myself on rent to rent stuff, and we're 18 months down the line now, so I was patient as well, which again, I can't believe because I am not patient. <laughs> but I knew, again, I, I was giving myself the benefit of the doubt knowing that it was going to work. Um, and that gave me enough time to not only learn how to do rent to rent, which is not complicated, you can learn it in a weekend, but it also gave me enough time to, well, I suppose you could learn rent to rent in a weekend, but then how to manage, how to effectively and efficiently manage a HMO and all of that kind of stuff, that systemization we put into place as well. But we had that ready in the 12 months that we were failing at getting anybody across the line. So by the time we, we got people across the line and signed up the first deal, our systems and processes were absolutely spot on. So because of that, when we took the properties on, Managing those six rent to rent properties took me two hours, two and a half hours a week, no more than that. So that gave me loads of time and loads of cash to then go back to Salford. I knew Salford really well at that point, so I saw no reason to deviate from Salford for buying property. And also, I was still of the mindset of it's cheap there, so I can buy more properties. I didn't understand how to use finance property uh, properly because it hadn't been. It hadn't been something that I'd looked into because obviously you don't need to for rent to rent. I was just using yeah. my own money. So I went back to Salford and then I started buying more properties and I started buying flips and I started buying small commercial units and all kinds of stuff and then converting them into residential or doing refurbishments or whatever, just properly doing the numbers. Didn't have a deal calculator as sophisticated as the one that we use here, but you know, properly doing the numbers, properly checking the demand, properly looking at everything and still making this, ca this cash flow from the rent to rent stuff. So, so what, what, what did you do after the, all your rent to rent stuff? What happened after that? <clears throat> so, um, I was bored. I was bored after that. I, I still love property. 
but I was, you know, I could only buy so many properties in Salford. I could only, the rent to rent stuff was still going. So I was still making the good cash flow. I was making pots of money from, as in lumps of money from the Salford stuff. But I was, I got bored. I had too much time on my hands and, you know, I'm quite active. I like, I like doing things. I'm not a, somebody that sits around doing nothing. So um, I decided to start a training company. And that was purely, purely um, on Facebook. So on Facebook, I would talk about property. I'd go into property groups. I'd help people out in, in different ways in property. Um, I'd go into, you know, specifically rent to rent groups because I started off with rent to rent training. Then I, I built it up and I started offering lots of different training courses. Um, and that, took, that, that filled my time nicely. So I had one property training event every month. Um, and if anybody came to it, they were in, you, I'm sure you remember, they were at Cotton's Hotel in Nutsford or just outside of Nutsford, because it was all about me then. I didn't want to do it in London. I didn't want to do it all around the place. I just wanted to do it so it was convenient for me. And if you want to come and learn the right way to do rent to rent, then somebody would come to me. Or if you want to learn the right way to do a flip, then they'd come to me. And there'd only be small, I, I never wanted it to be huge. You know, I, I, I sold maybe, 10 tickets, fill the room with 10 people. And over a weekend, I would teach them all about that strategy and everything that we'd, everything that we'd done on that strategy. Um, and so that was filling my time. So I had three different sources of income. I turned my life around from, that's quite, sounds quite dramatic, doesn't it? But I turned the direction of my life around because the direction of my life was not towards property whatsoever. And then gradually over a period of time with, patience on my side I had gone into property full-time and had three different sources of income from property one from rent to run one creating lumps of money for by doing flips and refurbishments and one by doing property training and that was um, that was me and then I had a I had a plan to then um, try and infiltrate uh, letting agencies you know big corporate letting agencies mm. and uh, teach their um, teach their staff or you know be be uh, commissioned by their he headquarters yeah. to teach their staff to do rent to rent because it still blows my mind that letting agencies don't do rent to rent stuff and especially rent to rent HMO or service accommodation mm. none of them do and it's it for them it turns their cash flow from you know making 100 pounds per month on a property to making over a thousand pounds per month on a property the profitability of a letting agency would absolutely skyrocket if they did something like this. So that was going to be my focus. But then at that point, I met Steve, who is the manager, managing director of Sourced. And um, we had a chat. We got on quite well. And I started um, training up the franchisees here. Bah. Um So my next question was going to be... Wow, that's just one question. Yeah, that was one question. That was a lot of talking <laughs> from one question. Well, you do like to chat. <laughs> so that leads me perfectly on to ask you what... Now we've got an overview of everything you've done in your life. Everything, literally everything. everything. <laughs> Hope you're not all bored about that. <laughs> uh, but now that leads me on to ask you, what, what would you say your biggest achievement is today in property? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. 
Until you said that people were getting bored with what I was talking about, I thought you were doing really quite well, by the way. I, I said off camera that you've got a really good listening face. I brought my notebook as well so I can take notes on your presenting style. We'll have a meeting after this um, with some feedback. So the biggest thing that I've achieved in property, looking back at it, I think the, the, the conviction that I had on rent to rent, I'm quite impressed that I did that. Yeah. Because at the minute, I, I'm not sure whether I'd go out with the same single-minded, sort of... Um, uh, ignorance really I was ignorant I, I, there's loads of stuff that I didn't know but I just went out and I did it and people um, they do pe say ignorance is bliss don't they yeah well it was <laughs> it was in that circumstance and uh, yeah door slammed in my face I, that one estate agent in Nutsford who shall remain nameless just really disliked me and everything that I was doing and, and really wasn't backwards in coming forwards about telling me that everything that I was doing was a sham. It was it was illegal. It was you know it can't be done, and it just like phew, water off a duck's back. Just no, nope, not listening to you. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep on going. So looking back at it, I'm really I'm quite impressed that that single mindedness and that that determination. Sorry, I keep tapping the table as well. So if you hear that, that's my fault. Okay, nothing to do with anybody else. <laughs> certainly not the production. Um, but um, I think the biggest the biggest thing that we've achieved is here at Sourced, and when I first came on board I was involved in the first training course I didn't run the, the, the entire first training course but I was involved in the first training course uh, which was at a hotel in Warrington and um, shortly after doing that I did a, a couple of those training courses you know always talking to Steve and, and having having sort of contact with Steve um, and talking about Sourced and, and the direction that it was going and a couple of months later Steve said look I'd, I'd, li I'd like you to come on board um, and I, I said yes because I could see what what was what we were building or what what source we're building at that point was really quite impressive. And uh, I think when I came on board, uh, we're gonna have to look this up, you know, because you were around already at source yeah, at that I point. Was, you were already uh, here. Um, and there was how many people? Probably about five or six of us. Five, yeah, five yeah. or six. And we probably had. We need to look up how many franchisees we had at that at that point. Were, I I remember when I started in. 2018 mm -hmm. it was the beginning think beginning had, of 2018 yeah I think we had about 10 or 11 yeah yeah um, and I trained that I, I helped to train those guys um, but I started probably about May June of that year yeah it was about June so we were probably only in about 20 yeah 20 franchisees at that point and now we're just under 200 and growing the business from being involved from from that really early stage pretty much the beginning to where we are now is um i mean if you look at if you we can have these conversations because we were there at the time yeah but the structure of the business and all the all the sort of documents and processes and all that kind of stuff that we had really just wasn't really there was it or no. it was it was you know so version one yeah whereas now with all the stuff that we've created we're like version nine there's, version ten yeah so, so much more much sophisticated more more that the franchisees get yeah and part of the and, package that the franchisees yeah. are offered as well um and the the, the co how comprehensive support is now you know we've got a team of people out on the road all the time delivering support uh, and also not only support from a property point of view but delivering business mentorship you know business management and having those sort of overview conversations about the direction of their business and making sure that all of our franchisees are, are, are structured and focused on the right things um, you know that that kind of stuff 
happening without us having to be involved in it because that's out there and that's just part of our part of our culture now is just incredible and all of the documents and process we've got a, a IT developer a, a software developer sitting in the other room now building our next CRM system and this isn't a CRM system that's you know going on the market and then we're just tinkering with it to you know make it branded up a source this is absolutely from the ground up development bespoke to our our franchisees and the way that they run their businesses who'd have thought that we'd be able to do that kind mm-hmm. of thing just the app the amount of money that we've spent on creating the app again purely for the franchisees benefit i mean it's just in- incredible when you look at um everything we do compared to when we started and the thing that i really enjoy about working in this environment is we're still asking that same really really simple question what else can i do and that's that's amazing because we're not looking at other people in the market and we're not thinking well we already do more than them and we already do more than them so we're all right because we are you know in terms of an overall package to help somebody take a desire into money in their bank we're already better than other people we don't rest on our laurels we're always looking at what else we can do um to build that package to and we're make always it better. asking the franchisees as well yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and again from a culture point of view um not only are we driven to provide as much as we possibly can make make it um easy is probably the wrong word but provide more facility for the franchisees to be successful for, for them to find it easier to be successful we are we have that that relationship where if somebody comes to us and says you know what you could you guys could do this better we don't have that defensiveness and saying you know we're well we are property experts we know exactly what we're doing thank you very yeah. much we have the culture of sitting down listening reviewing and then putting it into place so in terms of what i'm the most proud of in property it's got to be building or helping to build this property company. Um, and just for, for me, playing a small part in building that property company, because you know we've got a great team here. Um, and I'd include the franchisees in that team, because like you say, they're, they're really important to, to give us feedback, to give us, to give us direction, to give us um, the, the stuff that they're working on, the stuff they want to know more about. Um, so yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the source stuff. Real. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would wanna know like opposite to that um what's your biggest failure in property now obviously a lot of people starting out it can be challenging obviously your first year it took you a long time to kind of really get into rent to rent um what would you say your biggest failure is have you have you had any failures yeah i think i think (laughs) did i say that we did sort of say that my biggest or one of the biggest successes was when i got it wrong and that, it, that was led by ignorance. Yeah. I'd say that my biggest failure has got to be that ignorance yeah. as well. Because if you look at that first, the first, when I first started to get involved in property, from the first buy to let that I bought to the point where I started to be successful with rent to rent was probably two and a half years. Now, if I'd have educated myself before I started. Wouldn't have taken as long. Nope. And those two and a half years would have been productive for more than just education from a from a financial point of view those two yeah. and a half years would have been productive and if that was productive then everything else scales on top of that so much quicker um so i'd have by the time that i had a conversation with steve for the first time i'd have been in a stronger position with more money coming you know that my business would have because it's an exponential growth 
yeah you start it earlier at the beginning then the rewards at the end of that exponential growth are so you know vast um so that's probably my biggest failure for not not learning about what i was doing before i started doing it yeah. you know i'm proud about i'm proud of the the attitude that i had but that was intrinsic anyway um if i'd have educated myself about it then i'd have been far wealthier and i've been driving a nicer car and living <laughs> in a nicer house you've got a nice car <laughs> it is a nice car yeah. um so what what's <coughs> left for chris kirkwood wow okay what are you gonna do next um mm -hmm. i'm gonna get older <laughs> uh, i'm probably gonna go grayer um yeah no, well no, you are you are it is your birthday on saturday it is my birthday yeah. on saturday happy so birthday another another year <laughs> ticks over um and that's another sort of trigger for a point of reflection isn't it when it's your birthday new years and birthdays you look back at and think have i achieved everything do you i, I do? don't really do that on my birthday just have a few drinks have a good time <laughs> i do I, I do get it at new year but not on your birthday new year is depressing you don't look at your birthday so you're going to be um well, I'm not going to say, but you're going to be a year <laughs> older on your next birthday. You don't look at the last. It doesn't. It doesn't trigger you to look back at your last birthday and think, no. "What's different between then and now?" No, I've never done that. And would I be happy with that? No, I just go and have a glass of wine. <laughs> That's one way to get rid of it, I suppose. Um, but well, I will. Um, so we're going to the property investor show this weekend, actually. Uh, so just to date stamp it, this is April 2023. Um, and it's the Property Investor Show in, in London this weekend. So we're going to be there Say happy on my birthday, birthday to him. Yeah, come to stand. Well, Although if, actually, this it depends probably when goes listening. out afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going, to be, we're going to be at the Property Investor Show on my birthday, which is far, you know, I'm, going to, I'm looking forward to it. I like the Property Investor Show. We've got a presentation to do there. Um, but what's left for me to achieve in property? Well, of course, loads. We've got, we've got, different arms of source we've got the franchise side of the business we've got source capital and we've got uh, our own developments i want the franchise side of the business to get stronger um i want the package to get better we've got a number of things in the works that we're we're, we're, we're looking at now to, to get yeah. the package better um i want source capital to continue to grow with the franchise side of the business so source capital funds franchisees deals for them uh, and I want that to grow equally with, with the franchise side of the business. And then for the developments that we're doing as a HQ team, mm -hmm. um, I'd like them to, I'd probably like fewer of those deals because they take a lot of our time at the minute. And that's that's the wrong place for our, um, for our focus to be going forward. Um, I'd like fewer of those deals, but I'd like to cherry pick the most profitable ones. Um, and if we can structure the business like that, you know we've got something that's working really well and i always want to be involved in it you know I, I at the end of last week i got back to where i first started of reviewing franchisees deals because um we just had loads of loads and loads of deals from franchisees and the support team needed some help so i went back to to, to looking at deals and i still love doing that i love that process i love that you know looking at a deal and saying you know looking at the way that it's been structured and understanding that the person that sent it through is quite at the, at the start of their property journey yeah. and looking at the ways that they can make it better they can change the numbers or they can put more accurate numbers in or they can restructure it and have they thought about doing this and this instead of doing it the way that they're doing because if they do this and this this is going to be more profitable mm. and then sending that back and then getting that message of wow that's that's amazing um that's 
that's made it work. That's changed the situation completely. I'm so, and getting that gratitude back is, is always something that I want to be involved in because, you know, you're helping people like I needed that help in that first two and a half years. I needed somebody by my side saying, well, you could do that, but listen, just go and read this or go and learn about that. And then I'll help you implement that. Um, and you know, I'll sort of hold your hand. I'll be by your side to help you implement that. If I had that when I first started, then I'd be way further ahead than, than I was when I met Steve. So um, I like put being that person for other people. Yeah. Lovely. So doing property stuff, basically. <laughs> I could have just said that. More of what you're doing. <laughs> um, so last, last question. Keep it. So you've only got 30 quick. minutes to go here, people. Keep it. Keep this one a short one. <laughs> but if you had to give one top tip, for newbies in property, what would it be? It's a tough question, that. It's a tough question because I want to say don't give up, but that doesn't apply to everybody. In general, I think people give up too quickly, to yeah. be honest. I think that's... People will... Uh, this is not a comment on, like, generation, you know, uh, a, a generation or whatever but people give up too quickly they hit a brick wall they get told that they can't do it and they believe it and they give up if you've done your research if you've done your checking that what you can do works is legal and has demand then why why on earth would you ever give up and I think most of the competition that I started with could have potentially run HMOs better than me or could potentially have done refurbishments better than me or could have been more efficient or could have could have talked to people better and get got more more deals sent to them or or whatever you know I, I am not in any way oh, this sounds a bit arrogant I'm not in any way gifted or exceptional or you know I, we had a conversation earlier today didn't I and I said to you look I'm a bit thick right yeah it's true isn't it yeah it is true and that so I'm not I, I don't think of myself as being good at anything but I try very hard and I don't give up why did why why did you say that I can't remember what that was I saying. can't remember <laughs> uh, yeah no but I can't yeah, remember I think that's a really good sentiment to end on um, so Chris stop talking now please <laughs> yeah let's wrap it up um, but no yeah thank you Chris it was very insightful I learnt some things that I didn't know about you oh good so I'm sure lots of people will hopefully enjoy this episode um, and look if, if anyone's got any questions send us an email ask me questions I'll happily happily um, get involved and respond to them yeah um, yeah so thanks very much Chris. thank you you did a really good job well done <laughs> So that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and took some valuable content from it. Um, if you did, don't forget to give it a like, comment, and be sure to share and subscribe as your support helps us to continue making this valuable content for you. Um, remember here at Source Property Group, we are here to help you thrive in your property business from training to investments, sourcing property leads and deals, um, support and much more so if, if you're interested in any of that please just get onto our website have a look um, and until next time I've been Emma uh, so this is the Source Property Podcast I'll see you again 
You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business.